You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Well, another enthralling day of cricket, day two of the Ashes Test, the first Ashes Test at the Gabba. Welcome to the show. Badge and Sats here with you. G'day, Scotty Sattler. How hey, Badge. How are you? I'm really, really well. Yeah, enjoyed today. It was great to see uh, tremendous weather in Brisbane. Uh, again, the outfield and the pitch looks an absolute dream. And to get a full day's play in and, and be able to see some really good innings from the Australian batters as well. Yes, yes. A couple of disappointments there for them, but certainly have done a lot better then the Poms, what are we? Seven for 319. So that's a lead of 170 odd. Uh, Travis Head's on 96. Now, he will be, if he gets to his 100, he'll become the first Aussie ever to score uh, a ton in a session at the Gabba. Mm. So something uh, special uh, for Travis Head, and he's only four runs off. That becomes, the, uh, that becomes the big issue now in relation to with the weather, which could play a huge part in this test match in the in the coming three days what does pat cummins and and justin langer do in relation to setting a target for for um for england like if they wait too long and the weather plays a huge part or do they do that before do they get five overs in before today and try and get a wicket leading into tonight i, I reckon i just just speaking off the air to um to brixy our our very knowledgeable cricket uh um panelist there who I agree with him. This bat, just just bat as long as we can. We'll, we'll take the weather out of it. If Australia gets a 300, 400 run lead, um, you know, at the moment, what are we? 170 up. So you'd say at least 300. We, we could just about take it out of it, and and they they won't. It won't matter if we miss a few sessions because of rain in the next few days. Um, they'll just they just need to keep going. I think so. Oh, I wonder what our listeners think. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Do we give them a chance? Do we, like Sat says, and, and often that's a, a very good tactic, is to uh, send the opposition in for uh, a few overs at the end of the day and hopefully take a scalp or two and get them on the back. Yeah, foot. I'm, I'm just looking. I'm looking at their body language and they are cooked. England have cooked mm. some of their players. Uh, ben Stokes is limping from that toe injury. Uh, actually, Jeff from Blacksland, New South Wales, in New South Wales on zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. He's saying the same thing. The Poms are basically an eight-man team. Stokes is uh, is cooked. Burns useless, and Leach even more useless. So Stokes looks um, crooked. I just saw him red, red. He's red. He's so red in the face. He has not. He has not <laughs> slip slops lapped today enough. Um, one of them just went off with cramps as well. So. Not a uh, not a great sign, but a really good day for Australia from the start. They they fought back a bit with some pretty quick wickets, 
England um, towards the middle of the day, but uh, the end of the day has belonged to, to Travis Head and Co. David Warner, 94. Oh, you'd be shattered, wouldn't you? Nervous 90. Short. Mm. Yuck. And, and Marnus Labuschagne, Jack, he went out to a Jack Leach, probably one of the worst balls bowled of the day, <laughs> this long hop, whatever they call it. He just cut it straight to uh, to Mark Wood, and he would be dirty by that. 74 runs, Marnus Labuschagne, and he was looking certainty, a certainty for mine for a uh, century at the Gabba. But uh, all in all, yeah, Aussies now 320. We'll keep you um, up to date with that as we go. We're going to actually get a, a cricket wrap uh, very soon from uh, well, commentator and Australian correspondent for Crickbuzz, Barrett. Sundaras, and he has spoken to us before. So yeah, he's got amazing really cricket intelligence. Cricket. Yeah, I'm really interested he to sure see has. surrounding uh, the declaration when they should do that, and and whether the weather is going to play a huge part in it. So yeah, you know more than mm. us. Rightio, uh, lots to get through on tonight's show. So uh, oh, before we do that, Sat, you got you want Travis to have a head bit just of got his century. Did he? Wow, just got his century just now. Just hit a four. Wow, mm, great, great stuff. In a session, as I was just saying, the first Aussie ever at the Gabba did a century in a session. So that's, uh, that's huge for Travis Head. Um, now, you were driving with a mate this morning, Sats, and you, he's, he's annoyed you. Yeah, well, I, this has got nothing to do with sport, but I was, I was driving with a friend of mine today, and, and listeners, I want you to uh, also um, chime in here if you've got uh, something that's pertinent to this situation. And I'm really big on driving habits, and I've, I'm sure I've got a few myself. You know, when I turn a corner and I leave my blinker on or it doesn't automatically switch off, it just drives my son insane. But I was driving yeah. with a friend of mine today and quite a warm day, uh, humidity, and he leaves his windows down when the air conditioning is on full blast. And it just does my head in. Oh, does why? my head. Well, what? Th- th- why have the air conditioning on when you've got the windows down? Is it a company car? No, it's not. Like, I know, not I know where you're going there, where it comes to petrol. He just doesn't care. No, it's his car. It's not a company car. Windows down, aircon on, full blast. On full blast. Like. Oh. I, I keep saying to him, this is ridiculous. Like, you can't drive yeah. like this. You, you can't have a conversation. There's no use having the air conditioning on. You've got fresh air coming in through the windows. So I'm talking about worst driving habits. And it might be as mm. an observer, like things that other people do when you're on the road or things that you do or things that maybe – your wife or your husband does when, when they're driving and you're in the car. Oh, putting on my, my wife putting on her lippy while she's driving. She Stop doesn't do it. it anymore. No, it doesn't. I just, you, just got, you can't do that anymore. But oh, you know what? I didn't realise. I, I live um, on the coast, on, on the coastal area. I didn't realise that where we are, it took me about three years to realise that, that a blinkers, indicators are optional. I, <laughs> I, I think... I think... Perhaps it's the wiring. I think the salt air must eat the wiring, and a lot of people think they're on and they're not actually on because there's just oh, half the population. I've got to say, bother. Victorians are horrible at trying to juggle the art of roundabouts. Mm. I said that. Mm. You go to Canberra. Go to Canberra and you'll find out how to. Enough practice Very quickly you'll learn how to do it. Yeah. I All right. Well, let's know. What, what do you hate about uh, – what do you hate – the worst driving habits? What are they? There Zero are so five, many. Seven. You, you, you notice throughout the day. Mm. You can also uh, just quickly um, – our good friend Timmy Sheen's rang today. Badge there. Uh, the West Tigers are trying to put some sort of yeah, memorabilia and, and a historical factor to their, their club and an education for their players because you know, you've got the Western Suburbs Magpies and the Balmain – um, Balmain Tigers that have come Tigers. together in 2000 and they still want to try and 
educate the players of their past and where they came from, the grand finals that they played in over the years as well. And Balmain, of course, famously won the 1969 grand final against South Sydney, where my dad was Against the all odds. Against all odds. Unbackable favourite, South Sydney. Yeah. And as I've told the story many times before, John... Lurch O'Neill, God bless his soul, was they were sitting in the member stand watching the second grade grand final and and the JJ Gilton and Shield was down on the stand out the front of the members being displayed to all the fans and, and John O'Neill was sitting next to my dad before they went to get strapped up and said, Seriously, we shouldn't be playing this mob of cats. We should just go down and grab the JJ Gilton and Shield. We should do a lap of honour and then we should go down to the Cauliflower Hotel and have a couple of schooners. Well, about two minutes to go, he, he, he sidled up alongside Dad, and the scoreline was 11-2. And he said, I think these cats are going to beat us, Sats. <laughs> so after that grand final, yeah. like we saw a long time, for a long time as part of the history of the game, that, that players swapped their jerseys. Now, my father never swapped his jerseys. Uh, he kept them. He, a lot of the time he, he gave them to a guy that worked on the, on the gate at Redfern Oval for every home game and he kept the 1971 because that was the one he broke his shattered his jewelry and they had to take him to the hospital and yeah. he was still in it so so Sheensy said to me oh did your dad swap his jersey I said no he never swapped his jersey I said yeah I thought you told me that do you think you could talk to some of his ex-teammates and so I rang Bobby McCarthy and I said what is he, is he trying to get hold of a jersey yeah so what right? they want to do is they want right. to get an old Balmain jersey that a South Sydney player swapped and put it as part of this like a little museum, a little historical fact for both entities that the players can be educated on and right. fans can visit at their new um their new training facility, their high performance facility they're they're building. So Is this only for winning grand finals? Well yeah. Because I've got I've got I've swapped one from a losing grand final. Eighty nine. I think I've got Gary Jacks. I think I have. <laughs> no, <laughs> Did you really? Have, might have burned it. No, yeah. no, it might have been the next Well year. it's funny you should say that badge because I, I uh, messaged Bobby McCarthy today. I said, hey, Mac, I just want to know whether you swapped your jersey in the 1969 grand final. Reason being, you know, Timmy Sheens and the West Tigers, yada, yada, yada. And they're trying to get some West jerseys from the, the famous grand final in the 60s. And he said, yeah, I did swap mine, but I burn it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so my next phone call is the Ron Coote. And my next phone call is the Dennis Pittard. So... <laughs> <laughs> They'll all be telling you the same story. Exactly. That's gold. Oh, very good. Actually, I, I just re remember, no, I did offer to swap with Jimmy Jack. He wanted to sell me his um, from a losing tip. No, no chance, mate. All right. Okay, um, <laughs> let us know. Uh, as well as that, um, yeah, your worst driving habits, 0457736736. Time for a sports update. Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, for New Farm, Australian through and through. I text here, uh, Adrian from Dural. Love your comments, mate. Uh, what hope have you got? This is about the Poms. When you drop sitters, you trip over your own feet when a run out <laughs> is a given and you have a spinner going for nearly 10 runs and over. Yeah, you're they, right. They had, mm. they, they had no balls, all those earlier on from Ben Stokes and co. Uh, missed stumpings or run outs a couple of times. Um, yeah, there's a lot's happening at the Gabba on day two, but not a lot of it going England's way, 14 times um, they counted. When they look back at uh, Ben Stokes bowling over his first few overs, I think first five overs, given that he had bowled out Davey Warner on 17 and mm. they, they looked back and said, no, you've overstepped the mark a long way. 14 times he'd overstepped the, the crease yeah. in 30 balls. Like, mm. that's almost half. That's incredible. What's going on with the technology? I know I know, Brixie's tried to explain it to us here. Um, our esteemed uh, producer. But, yeah, what's going on? Well, what's going on is that um, with technology now, we've got this ability to watch every ball. And 
And in the past, and it's, it, it was first introduced in, in 2020, where every ball was uh, was adjudicated. And by, then by uh, the third umpire third or the right. you know, whoever's overseeing the, the technology. And, and it was then communicated and transferred then to the on-field umpires and officials, I'm led to believe. Now, there has been a glitch, and they've had to admit there's been a glitch in the system. They haven't been able to use it on every ball, but the only way they've been able to use it in – this series, the Ashes series, is only at times of uh, of wickets. And on this occasion, of course, David Warner was bowled, and as he's walking off, of course they they uh, they look at the um, the footage of first and foremost whether the bowler has has um, has bowled a no ball, and and seeing where the foot position is. And as we saw, it was clearly a no ball, and um, which oh, then I don't get it. Well, it, I just, it's I don't understand. Well, it's it's yeah. what they're saying. Also, is it's it comes down to the on-field umpire. It's it's their initial job to look at the front foot of the bowler. No, what I don't understand is if they could see that ball that he overstepped the mark, why can't they see the others? I I, I don't understand. It's you talking about the on-field umpire or the of the, the technology? The, the, third, the third umpire. They they showed us where he overstepped the mark for that bowl that got out. David Warner yep. and was called back. Why? Why can't they see the others? What's What's they're saying they can't or something? I, well, I, I failed to understand. Well, technology-wise, they watch every ball. Like I said, yeah, they can, so but, they would have seen the others. But they're not doing that at the moment. They're just looking at wickets. Well, so why? there's a wicket, and then they go through the process. So, whatever, so for whatever reason, like it? I'm saying, there's a glitch. They've admitted there's a glitch in the system, and so they're that's not, not looking at every that's ball. A stu- that's it an is. oversight. That's it's a, a massive oversight. But the fallback badge and. The fallback is that the on-field umpire, it has always been his role, and I don't know, are they relying on technology? They are, and I heard, heard Ricky Ponningenko saying that they, they think it's being watched from upstairs, so they're not looking at it. Now they know they need to look at it. It's just, it's a, it's a stuff up, and they want to get that sorted out. But you've always got to have plan B. You've always got to have plan B. This test is... Plan B should be the official. The on-field official should still be watching the front foot. But he doesn't know that the other mob are... Anyway... They're trying to sort it out, but seriously, they've got to sort it out because this, this, they won't decide this test. Australia's miles in front, but you don't want to, in a close test for that to, to be the deciding factor in which team wins. That's probably the question that's got to be asked after today's play, and I'm sure, I've got no doubt they've had those discussions that were the on-field umpires, are they aware? Paul Wilson, former test bowler, he's the third umpire. I think Paul Rifle, former Australian test bowler, is one of the the on-field officials, the uh, the umpires, whether actually they are aware that there has been a glitch in the system and that, that they weren't being watched? Well, they would be now. Mm. They would be now, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they would have on the first break of play. Someone would have got the message out to them. All right, uh, a couple of other things going on. Tennis Australia has denied that they're trying to find loopholes to sneak Novak Djokovic in, or Novaks as they're calling him, into next year's Australian Open via a medical exemption. They say you have to be double-vaxxed unless you have medical or, or unless medical authorities grant an exemption. And that's not easy to get. Mm. They are not trying to get this exemption for him or any other player. They're saying you have to be double-vaxxed or get one of these. And um, it's, there's still a fair bit. It's not, it's not across the line that he's coming to play in the Australian Open. Well, I suppose the, is, the, the million-dollar question is, is he vaxxed? Because he's actually not telling no, anyone. And we, there's no question sets. Well, we don't know. No one knows. No. He, no, he's, just, for some reason, he's keeping it to himself. Can I tell you? If you're vaxxed, you tell everyone. If you're not vaxxed, you play games like that. You know, you, you don't want to tell or you sneak around or you get a pretend vaccination certificate or whatever. 
if you're vaxxed, you just go, I'm vaxxed, I'm coming. Mm. So we know, I mean, I know deep down he's not. Otherwise, what's what's going on? That's, that's weird. Um, so he's, he's going to have to get that sort of... I, I wonder, how do you get a medical exemption? Well, it's, again, it's got to be it's got to be cleared by by Tennis Australia first and foremost. Yeah. Serena's pulled out of the women's, and that's a big yep. blow. I think that she's just saying she's not ready, she's not fit. Hey, enough. that new movie's coming out soon. Will Smith plays um, King Richard, who's the the Williams' father, the Williams' oh, sister's good. father. Yeah. It's uh, apparently an amazing, amazing film, and and he wasn't allowed to. They weren't allowed to release it until the Williams sisters. They'd be able to tick the box and say, yes, we're happy with the, with the end result. Oh, so it's a enough. massive, massive risk making the movie. And for more reports, they they loved every part of it. They loved the way that they um, that they brought their uh, their life onto the screen and um, mm. confronting at times, but apparently an amazing movie. All right, better get to the break, Sats. Um, we've told you what we think about the, uh, the, the second day of the first test, but someone who actually knows a lot more about cricket than we do, uh, Barrett Sundarason, will be joining us very soon. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Got something to say? Text us anytime. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Yeah, another ripper of a day at the Gabba, day two of the first Ashes test. And uh, we're very fortunate to have a special guest cricket commentator, Australian correspondent for Crick Buzz, in fact. Barrett Sundarason is on the line. We've spoken to him before. He knows uh, a hell of a lot more about cricket than we do. Um, pretty good day at the Gabba there. Barrett, did you enjoy it? <laughs> uh, you can claim that I know more about cricket than you guys do, but uh, there have been some things I've seen today which <laughs> I didn't expect to see, to be honest, on uh, the pitch. And yeah, it's been a day with many uh, chapters in it, I must say. Uh, you know, there have been things that uh, uh, the Australian batters did in the morning where it looked like they're just going to dominate and take the game away from uh, England, and then England came back, and then Travis Head happened. Mm. Yeah, well, he had a great uh, innings at the end, didn't he? 109 not out. I think they might still be out there. I'm not actually watching it yeah, right at the moment. Yeah, still 193 yeah. lead, Australia, with uh, 7 for 340. 7 for 340. Good on you, Scotty Sattler. Um, England uh, just got off to a really poor start, didn't they? Barrett with some, some uh, overstepping the mark. They missed, they missed some crucial catches. They missed a couple of run-outs. They just can't afford to do that, I think, at, at the Gabbard against this Aussie side. Yeah, and especially, I mean, the, the most disappointing thing for them would be that some of the bowlers, Ollie Robinson and Mark Wood, have given it their all. The conditions haven't been e- easy. It's been very humid. They've gone red in the face, literally. Uh, but they've kept running in and, you know, created some chances, but fielders haven't really uh, mm. stepped up often. Um, yes, Ben Stokes has really had a tough day. I mean, his body seriously isn't uh, uh, keeping up with the pressures. He's had issues with his calf, and, uh, but like Ben Stokes does, uh, he's battled through and bowled a few overs. But yeah, like you said, he had issues with the no ball. Um, and yeah, I mean, they've let themselves down. Uh, so there were times despite that where it looked like they clawed their way back in. But again, some pretty ordinary bowling from uh, Jack Leach in particular um, has um, yeah left them in a position where they're playing catch-up and maybe they've been um, you know batted out of the game. 
Now, Barrett, uh, in relation to the bowling, England bowler Jack Leach, he had a, a day to forget, one for nearly 100 off 11 overs, and, and Lyon didn't take any wickets in the first innings as well. How difficult is it for the spinners to work a, a green wicket like it is at the Gabba? Um, I mean, especially if you are uh, a, a spin bowler like Jack Leach, uh, who, you know, I don't know, puts no spin on the ball, like he's no Nathan Lyon. And uh, I was personally surprised that they went with him and not with Stuart Broad, uh, purely because it's not a style of left-arm spin which has ever worked in these conditions. And you just back the likes of David Warner to go after him, just like India took him apart earlier in the year. But at least on those pitches, he could get some grip, he could get some turn, and uh, he actually bowled pretty well. So you actually feel bad for him. I think he was put in a position to fail, and he has failed. Now, looking at declaring uh, for Australia, when will that decision be made? And how much will the possible weather conditions that, that are going to be coming in the next three days, how much will that play a part? Um, considering this heaven down and uh, the weather looks pretty okay for the next two days and there's just so much time left in the game, I don't think they'll be thinking declaration. They don't need to think declaration, uh, uh, to be honest. Uh, I guess for now, they'll just try to get to some just seven down, not too long to go. Uh, and if Travis Head is still out there and Mitchell Stark, uh, as we know, can uh, you know really up the scoring, uh, they'll just want to keep batting till they get bowled out and they still have nearly half the tests to bowl England out one another time. Yeah, yeah, plenty of time to bowl them out. For anyone who hasn't uh, been up to date with uh, the Aussie innings, uh, 7 for 3.43. Davey Warner, 94. Oh, so close to his ton. Manus Labashane got himself out on 74. And Travis Head, 112 not out. Now, you probably know this. Travis Head, the first Aussie to score a century in, an, in a, a session at the Gabba. It was, was it pretty special to be there watching that live, Barrett? I've seen him play some special knocks in the last couple of months or in Adelaide. There was that 230 he made in the Marsh Cup game. And a couple of hundreds at, uh, you know, the Karen Roll to Noel, uh, which was special. But, yeah, I mean, today's knock has been um, extraordinary. I mean, he just came in when wickets were falling and batting looked like it could be difficult. Ollie Robinson and uh, Mark Wood were uh, really bowling well. But he just went on the counter-attack. Look, George Bailey had said when they did select him that he's someone who can move the game. But I don't think they expected him to move the game in fifth gear like he has today. Uh, mm. And yeah, it's been another one of those Travis head knocks which convinces you uh, that there's just something special about him, and no wonder everybody really talks him up so much. How um, how behaved well well behaved or not with the Barmy Army today? Were they in fine fettle? Uh, they were pretty quiet for the first half. I'll be very honest. Uh, when David Warner and Manas were batting. Uh, even though David Warner did give a couple of opportunities, but they found their voice midway when Australia what, lost 4-29 um, on either side of the tea break. But uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it's more the bear talking now. Marcus Harris, uh, Barrett, dismissed for three. Um, opening batting position was very contentious leading into this test match. If he doesn't score in the second innings, do you think Australian selectors discuss his position again or historically have they always you know, pick and stick? No, nah, I think, I mean, if you picked him now, you'll, you'll give him at least three tests. I would be surprised if uh, they even consider um, his position after just one failure or even if, say, he does get out cheaply in the second innings, if there is one. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I think more than the low score, it was the manner of uh, his dismissal, which um, 
you know has troubled him in the past he's gotten out a few times in that manner so i think that would bother them more than um, you know just just uh, the lack of runs have you uh, been there live have you have you watched pat cummins closely in relation to his body language and the way that he talks to the side and field positions is he is he discussing a lot with steve smith and some of those senior players um, you know, the one time he did, uh, he didn't need to do much yesterday, as you well know. <laughs> England pretty much uh, gave away a few of their wickets, and it was probably the best day he could have asked for uh, as captain. Uh, but the time I did see him uh, pick Steve Smith's brains was when he used Nathan Lyon, and he was very honest the day before the test where he said, Look, I don't know much about the nuances of swing bowling, so I will bank on <laughs> Lino himself and Steve Smith. But apart from that, I think one thing that did stand out for me today, though, that when he got out, he was extremely disappointed with himself, which you rarely see from Pat Cummins. Uh, so, yeah, he is uh, really growing into this captaincy role. Well, Australia nearly 200 runs ahead, Barrett. Um, can you see it going any other way than, than an Australian win, uh, uh, unless the weather intervenes? Uh, very simple answer, guys. No. <laughs> I think Australia yeah. way too ahead. And, you know, England, uh, I worry for England just because uh, not just the situation they find themselves in, but uh, the very bodies, some injuries they seem to be carrying as well. So, And more than anything, the spirits seem to be on um, quite the downer, not surprisingly. So hopefully they can lift themselves up and put on a better show in the second innings so that okay. even if they do lose, they take some momentum. Well, I guess they've got Anderson and Broad up their sleeve now, haven't they? they they've rested both of those. So um, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a little while off, but, gee, you'd expect them to be coming straight back in. You would, but the problem for England uh, is not Anderson and Broad. It's the runs. Like, you know, it's, they've struggled yeah, to put true. runs on the board throughout this year. Uh, they've had cause they've suffered collapses back home against New Zealand, against India. Uh, so, you know, another collapse here yesterday. So unless you, you know, put 300 on the board, it doesn't matter if you're Anderson Broad or even if you have Ian Botham bowling. It really doesn't matter. So uh, the batters really have, have to pick themselves up and do something. Have you seen the Barmy Army ever turn on their own, Barrett? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> That's an interesting one. I've actually not seen that happen live. Uh, and they're generally very loyal. You know, they they withstand a lot. They have over the years, especially in Ashes series uh, down under. But uh, don't see that happening anytime soon. But there were moments today, you know, when Rory Burns dropped the catch or Hasib Hamid was looking elsewhere when the ball bounced off his knee and went over the ropes where uh, it, they didn't seem too happy. But I don't see them turning on them any, probably ever. Uh. No, no one's safe from the Barmy Army. You never know what you're going to cop. It's uh, entertaining, no doubt, the cricket on the pitch and off the pitch at the Gabba. And uh, Barrett Sundarason, we really thank you, thank you for joining us. Uh, Australian correspondent for Crick Buzz and cricket commentator extraordinaire. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks, guys. You're very kind. Have a great evening. Good on you. All right, we better get to the break. Scotty Sattler, uh, I think we're all a lot more uh, enlightened about what's going on in the cricket. Um, what have we got when we come back? Oh, your new segment, This is Australia. You'll have to explain this one to me. Sats, this is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Back soon. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. 
It sure is, and uh, and Woogie's not with us. Justin has uh, taken a, a holiday, and he's taken uh, some of the um, some of our openers and things with him. We've got a new uh, segment here, that Sats and. <laughs> Do you think uh, he's Woogie deliberately trying to sabotage the show, or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we got a text here from Danger. Uh, he's at. He's still at the airport waiting for the big man to arrive tomorrow morning. So uh, he's there with a. No matter what time you get in, he's there with a um, six-pack of beer <laughs> for you. Woogie, um, so this is Australia, Sats, out so on the patio. So this is Australia, yeah, said. great song. Should be, should be nearly our, uh, our national anthem, of so, course. So this is Australia is basically a, a segment that we started last couple of weeks ago, uh, one of uh, Woogie's ideas. And it could only happen in Australia or yeah. by an Australian overseas. And some of the yes. examples we used last week was a lady who was pulled up by police while riding her horse through a drive through bottle mm. shop. And she can't <laughs> believe she was pulled up while she was under the influence. And she said she's done it before. She's ridden the horse uh, into, the, into public bars and been served, and she's never, ever been stopped. So only that would happen in Australia. So. Right. Hence, gotcha. my This Is Australia is, it's a sledging story. It's about Brett Lee playing grade cricket. And he came up with his teammates. And Australia have always been regarded as some of the, the best sledges in the world. Um, most notably, probably, Andrew Johns was probably the best sledger I heard. Um, Ricky, Ricky Stewart. Ricky Stewart was good. Right he wouldn't there. shut up. Uh, but the cricketers have always really flown the flag. With, well, they got a lot of time out yeah, there exactly. thinking about stuff to say, a lot of time to kill. And, and before you know. the stump mics were introduced as well. Um, but Brett Lee told a story about uh, how he's playing great cricket and they came up with a provincial ugliest 11. So basically when they'd be out hmm. and a person would come in from the opposition, they said, listen, mate, we're, you know, we picked an ugliest 11. More. So... Um, while they're out on the field, Brett Lee said um, one of the teammates was at first slip. And a guy came in. He's the ugliest. Sorry, he's the opening batter for the opposition. And he said, "Hey, champ, we've just come up with our ugliest eleven. And mate, looking at you right now and your face and your head, you are the captain of the ugliest oh. ugly eleven, and you're opening the batting." Brett Lee said, "In the blink of an eye, the batsman turned around and said, oh, really?" Well, I can see your missus on the hill, mate, and she's batting number three. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Australia, That's good sledges, great sledges. How quick is yeah. that? How quick yeah. is that? Well, this is not in Australia, but it's, uh, it's about an Australian. And a uh, story that's come up today, uh, women's, you, you wait for women's champion, Champions League game yep. over in England. Chelsea hosting Juventus. A pitch invader came on to get a selfie with a Juventus player. Uh, and he's just walking around the pitch like a, a real knob, uh, not even trying to get off. And people are yelling and doing, get he? off the field. He's mm. real smart, real smart ass. Well, j- he started to, he sort of looked back a bit. Then he started to jog towards this player who's going to try to get a selfie with. Sam Kerr, the Aussie gun star striker, she just takes a couple of steps in and <laughs> drops a shoulder into him. Shoulder charge, dropped him onto his, onto his butt. Oh, it was goal. It was, you know, remember when Andrew Simons did yeah. that? Um, Spud Carroll would have been proud of that shoulder charge. It was an absolute ripper from Sam Kerr. But but get this, Sats. She got a yellow card from the ref. I know. What about him? Embarrassing. What a knob. Do you know, ref, she you got such a run-up. And, and she should have got chaired off. She, she hit him with such such force. Uh, he hit the ground, the, 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 the kid, and... Um, the bloke. I reckon. I reckon we'll hear a little bit more about it because it's one of those ones where she could have just let oh, him keep yeah. running off the field, but she purposely just 
veered towards him, hit him with a beautiful shoulder charge. And it must be frustrating with the for the sportsmen and women badge because if people can come He'll on the her. pitch and He'll have I've got no doubt he will. Oh, please. I reckon we'll hear more about it. I'm starting a GoFundMe page just in case he does. I'll add, I'll add money into that. That is, that is so wrong. Yeah. That is so wrong. Mm. Hey, um, now we're talking off the top about um, you, you with your mate in the car this morning. He drives with the aircon full on with his windows down and yep. you're saying it drove you mad. It drives and me talking insane. about worst And I mentioned people that don't blink. Sash, remember you told us that you just, because I was with you one day, and you just drive on the speed limit in the right uh, right lane. Yeah, 110. If it's 110. Or 100, the, whatever it is, you're just in the fast lane just doing the speed limit. You don't yeah. care if anyone's backed up behind because you. Because I'm doing the speed limit. Anyone that wants to overtake me means they're speeding. So what I'm doing so, is I'm protecting people from from speeding. So you don't need me to tell you how absolutely rude that is. But I think some of our listeners might want to chime in on 0457 <laughs> 736 736. Sat sitting in the right lane, no matter how many cars behind him that want to go faster, he does he have every right in well, a, I, on a three-lane, three four-lane highway to do that? A policeman pulled me up once and said, mate, you can't stay in the right lane. I said, but I'm doing 110. He said, yeah, I know. I said, I'm doing the speed limit. He said, yeah, but it's an overtaking land. I said, but if if, exactly I, if I move out of the way doing 110 and someone wants to overtake me, officer, it means they're speeding but, and you, but you, 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 you obviously want them for revenue purposes. What didn't, what didn't you get when he said you can't do it, Scott? It's against the law. I'm saying that, that you're trying to raise money for your state by allowing people to speed when you should be pulling me over what and if, thanking me and giving me a few points back on my license for, for trying to look after the safety of other drivers. Now, I know you're only saying that just because you're trying to annoy everyone because you know, I know you, you don't, you've learned from that, I'm sure, but those signs that you see that say, keep left unless overtaking, what, what do you make of them? Yeah, if overtaking, if you if the person in the right hand keep lane left is, isn't unless doing the speed overtaking. Limit. Oh, does it say that? I didn't see the fine print. If you look, Sorry. yeah, there is. There's small I'm going too fast. It's got a little go past it. Yeah. You now, are full of it. A text message from on zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Jet from Port Macquarie says, when you're merging onto the highway, but the person in the left lane doesn't move over to allow you to keep your momentum. Yeah, yeah. Just just help the people merge. Exactly. I'm with you, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, right now, Adrian, Worst driving habits. Adrian is Texas. The show's just not the same without Woogie, a.k.a. Justin. It's informative, professional, entertaining, and first rate. <laughs> 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 oh, we're going to keep... That's Woogie, making the highlights. Woogie absolutely real. gives Good it to Adrian. Adrian. Absolutely gives it to Adrian, yeah. Well, he, he doesn't understand Adrian, who's, um, you know, who's, who's a great contributor to our show. Woogie hates it because he, he makes sense all the time. <laughs> Hey, we better get to a break. This is uh, this is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Uh, we're coming back with a, a Racing Queensland update. Got something to say? This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Absolutely it is, and we talk with Chris Nelson each and every week, and uh, with the Spring Carnival over Chris Nelson, there's uh, still a fair bit going on. Welcome to Sports Day. Yes, thanks, uh, Sats. Good to talk to you and Badge. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Actually, Badge has been away for the last few weeks, and I'm sure I don't know how many bets you had while you're away. 
Gary, did you? Too um, many, yeah. too many losing bets. That's why we need to talk to Chris. Yeah. He needs to get me back on track. I was going to say, I was going to say, too many losing ones. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You'd still be away. <laughs> it's all about Eagle Farm, isn't it? This Saturday. It is. Uh, it is. It's a big day. Week four of the uh, the summer racing carnival in Queensland, and the feature race. There's quite a few, but the main race is the Gateway race number five, and the winner of the Gateway gets the golden ticket into next year's Group 1 Stradbroke Handicap, of course, which is run at Eagle Farm in June. So Apache Chase is very likely to be that winner. He's about a dollar thirty or something in the market. Ooh. So uh, he's pretty short, and he looks he looks head and shoulders above those. So he should book himself a ticket, all things being equal. A mate of mine tipped me on to um, a while ago, Jennifer. Come on. Hasn't so- really delivered, but that's, that's in the same race. Is that a chance, Xenifer? It is. Didn't have a lot go its way last Sunday at the Sunshine Coast, and the first up run was good. So, yeah, I would say Xenifer's definitely a place chance there if you, uh, you want to mm. follow up there. Batch? Hey, uh, hey, Chris, uh, we're not that far off the Magic Millions. That's really going to – that really starts to hot up late, uh, late December, and, of course, it happens in, in January. It's only five weeks away uh, come Saturday, and we've got a couple of very important uh, sort of lead-up races for the two-year-olds. Race three on Saturday is the Feel and Ready, uh, two-year-old open, and race four is the Callaway Gal for the two-year-old fillies. So we start to see some of these interstate horses, especially from Sydney, start arriving uh, with their eyes on the Magic Millions. And once we get to Magic Millions Day, it's generally those horses from interstate that, uh, that dominate. So keep a close eye on those. I know, I know, sorry to... Uh quick story that feel and ready actually won the magic millions or won a big race there one day didn't one year didn't it won the magic millions magic would you believe millions, i think yeah. only won i think won two i think he won a race or two later in his career but he was famous yeah. for being a horse that went so long between wins yet he won a magic millions in a golden slipper yeah because <laughs> so they're not bad great mate of mine to get them Great footballer, sat and remember him, Chris Phelan. Oh, yeah. He, was on, he, he only had a drink once a year at the Magic Millions with his mates, <laughs> and it was his actual bet. He turned to have a bet on the day on the Magic Millions, and they sent him up, and he decided to put it on his whatever it was, a couple of hundred bucks for the team, on something else. Not, mad, not feeling ready. At the last oh. minute, he changed his mind, and they were absolutely shattered. <laughs> it was like it was 30 to 1 or something. Big odds. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, anyway, I can't wait. <laughs> no can't one would argue video. with him, Badge. Chris Phelan. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Exactly. He would have said uh, bad luck. Yeah, Chris the tab Phelan. Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Head to queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call them on 1-800-858-858. Chris Nelson, thanks very much. Thank you, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, this is Sports Day. The old new redesigned Kia Sportage medium SUV has been unleashed. Find out more at kia.com forward slash au. Hey, we better uh, update what's happened in the test because uh, since we've been on the air sats, the Aussies have, or Stumps has been declared. Yes. Australia, 7 for 3.43. So what's that, a lead of just about 200? The 193, I think it is, yeah. 196, yeah. Um, so as the day went on, Davey Warner, uh, not out on 17. He was bowled by, um, by Stokes, who no-balled, uh, no-balled a number of, times or overstepped the mark a number of times it's a bit of a controversy with that but Davey Warner went on to make 94 so you dropped be a second slip as well you'd, you'd be shattered wouldn't you 94 yeah. and on that note I'll just it, it up Sporty Gav has spe- sent in an interesting um, text here on 0457 736 736 uh, bad sats and Brixie on the 93 Ashes tour of England Australia batting really well at Lords in the first innings Mark Taylor Michael Slater David Boone all scored tons Mark Waugh 
was about to join them. So you would have had four batsmen, all with tons, at the home of cricket at Lords. He got himself out on 99 to Phil Tufnell. Fancy now, Phil Tufnell getting you out. That, Remember that fielding display well, on that Ashes tour? Oh, one? <laughs> he was so bad. Well, well Marnus Labuschagne, you know, we just talked about Warner only being six short, but Marnus Labuschagne went out to Jack Leach, this long hop, ugly bowl. He would be filthy. He will still be filthy for a long time over that. He was on 74. He barely gave away a chance while, while Davey Warner, you know, was pretty lucky on occasions. Labuschagne was just in fine form, but he just cut this ball to Mark Wood. Mm. Oh, he'd be, he'd be filthy too. Uh, and, of course, the big one, um, before we mention the other not-so-great um, innings, uh, Travis Head not out, 112. A century in a session Well, he answered a few crit- critics, didn't he? Well, first, first Aussie ever to do that century in a session at the Gabba. Yeah. Um, outstanding stuff. Um, outside of that, Marcus Harris, he's got a bit of work to do in the second innings. He was out for three. Steve Smith made 12. Uh, he survived a pretty good LBW um, uh, call there. Cameron Green, the all-rounder. Uh, first ball reckon? duck. What do you reckon? Yeah. Um, just trying to see this text hey, just, here. Yeah, just on that. Yeah, Nick from Newcastle says... Well, Woogie, he was hoping that Cameron Green got a duck in the ashes. And this, this is because of this interview last week. Hey, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, calling him Justin. Hey, Justin. So, yeah, thanks um, for having me. His wish came true today. Nick from Newcastle said <laughs> yeah, he can hate with the best of them, Woogie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, Alex Carey, 12, and Paddy Cummins, 12. Mitchell Stark is 10 not out, along with uh, Travis Head on 112. Not out. So the Aussies in a great position. Um, you, we were talking to Barrett Sundaresen earlier on about whether the Aussies should declare. Um, I'm with him, Sats. I think just come out tomorrow and Stark, who we know can belt it, and Travis Head, just whack as many runs as we can. You know, if we get another 50 or 100 or more, uh, we're almost going to put the Poms out of the contest. Yeah, what what, what we've got to always take into account is that, you know, on the... The England side, even though he was pretty ordinary in the first innings, they've got one of the better, or well, probably the best batsmen in the world at the moment in Joe Root, who can hang around a, an innings for for a long period of time, can score centuries. He's, you know, his record, his last 16 innings at the 17 innings now at um, at the Gabri, he hasn't scored a century. So, there you go. Um, but he's still got the capacity to do that. So they've got to take that into account. They've got the world's best batsman at the moment that can really put on a score if he's in the right frame of mind. He's just got to have enough people to hang around with him. Well, we might have two and a half days. If we go sort of to, through the first session tomorrow, two and a half days to to get the Poms out. But it's going to be subject to weather, so that could take a few sessions out of it. But, um, yeah, it's an Aussie win or, or a draw mm. uh, at the moment, it seems. Now, cheers. Uh, Brad from Redhead said, Hey, Sats, if you always stick to the speed limit, why do you want points back? I'm dubious. Well, Brad from Redhead, from the points that I've lost from not driving the speed limit, has taught me to now drive the speed limit in the yeah, right-hand lane, lane doing 110. Oh, sad. So, You're killing me. Just right following on. the rules, Tell us what guys. you think. What are the worst driving habits? Uh, Sats, mate, with the um, aircon on full bore and uh, and the windows down. Annoyed him today. Can't have it. Um, I've got to say, you driving in the right lane is much worse than that. Uh, this is Sports Day. The all-new redesigned Kia Sportage medium SUV has been... Unleashed. Let's get to a break.
enough for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.